cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the internet's premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi! We're here to talk about Batman, as always. It's Batman time. How's Batman treated you the past week? Two weeks. Um, we took one off. We took a week off. We took a Damn. week off. Um, I've had a very difficult couple of weeks, so I have not yes. spent much time with Batman. But um, I um, read a couple issues of. I forgot about this. DC. Well, okay. So DC did a huge comicsology sale on like basically everything Batman for Batman mm-hmm. Day um, yeah. last week. Picked up a couple things. Picked up Batgirl Robin Year One, which I meant to read and just didn't have time for. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I forgot that they do these things. That's like Legends of the Dark Knight, um, Archie Goodwin, or like Tales of the Batman. You know, um, Bernie Wrightson or whoever, where they just mm-hmm. like will collect a whole bunch of stories that like one writer or one artist did. Um, mm-hmm. And I picked up a couple of those. Um, and I've been flipping through the Archie Goodwin one because. Um, the first, he did a handful of issues of Detective Comics where he was the writer, and the Batman, like, A stories in those, because, like, for people who don't know, in the 70s, like, Batman was the monthly title, and Detective Comics is, like, every two months or maybe quarterly, um, and would have, like, multiple stories in it. So, he has a couple issues of Detective Comics where the A, a stories, the Batman plots, are, like, kind of so-so, like there's some good ones there's some bad ones there's some good art in all of them um but uh he does these b plots with um walt simonson about manhunter who is like a new vigilante in gotham um i read the first of those oh is this is this um kate what's her name manhunter right um um i'm trying to remember because i only read the first story i'm trying to remember what what his name is um and of course, I googled Manhunter and got the 1986 film. <laughs> um, and I tried Manhunter, Batman, and got to Martian Manhunter. This is a nightmare. so there's there's Paul Kirk, there's Dan Richards. There, this is a character that's been a bunch of different people. There's Kirk to Paul, uh, Chase Lawler, and then Kate Spencer is the one I think of as Manhunter. I think um, this is I think this is either Paul Kirk or Dan Richards. I'm not sure. Okay. So the Kate Spencer version, I'm just going to briefly explain because it's one of my, in, when I went from like, I went from reading Batman to like Birds of Prey to like Suicide, not uh, Sinister Six, and then I ended up at Manhunter, which I fucking love. She's like a lawyer, she's like a prosecutor, um, 
and is mad that criminals like keep getting off for like stupid reasons because it's it's superhero logic and so she just goes into the evidence locker and grabs a bunch of hero and villain shit the police have taken and becomes a vigilante she has like the Azrael gloves and like a like a cyber suit oh, um yeah. And and she just is like she's like a divorced mom who smokes too much who decides that she's gonna fucking like go out and punish her some criminals but then like a she's not as like self serious as the Punisher um but she's ridiculous I love her it's a great character she had like a brief ongoing I think has like four collected volumes um, hell yeah 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 I didn't know um, I didn't know fucking anything about this I'm just a big fan of like um. Yeah, this Archie is this Goodwin is a and... character that has like eight different versions, eight different people right. than Manhunter. <laughs> um, I'm just really big on Archie Goodwin and Walt Simonson, um, mm-hmm. especially as a team. They did um, they did an adaptation of Alien that they were like making as like Ridley Scott is like making the movie, so it's like diverges from it in weird ways. And they're watching dailies, so there's like weird stuff that's like super accurate and there's stuff that's like not accurate at all Mm -hmm. um but yeah i read the first of these manhunter stories and it's fucking good this is just like a guy who is uh you know like stop me if you've heard this one he's like a private detective who um got all fucked up and now he's on like a vendetta you know (laughs) nice love it i love this um so gonna try and read the rest of those uh pretty soon um it's good shit. It's just like what you want from like seventies Batman stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I um, I was gonna read more uh, Final Crisis, and then decided I'd rather do literally anything else. <laughs> um, and so what I did instead was I read the first two issues of the Harley and Ivy uh, tie-in comic. Uh, for the sh- or the Harley Quinn, I guess, tie-in comic uh, for the show, um, which are fine. They're like cute, but also mm. they're just like really into like, just like ah, isn't it enough that these these women are together? And I'm like, no. I can you tell me a story? No, they will not be telling you a story. Actually, they're just like going on some romp, uh, like an adventure. It's like straight after the end of season two, so they're on the run from the police. Gordon is continuing to try to get the Gotham reinstated as part of the United States by destroying them because they're like the two big villains left in Gotham, mm. um, and they're trying to find someone's place to crash at. Uh, and so they like go to Selena and, uh, this version of Selena is just, just an awful human being. But, uh, like Gordon <laughs> shows up and like goes to blow up her apartment and like Batman's trying to stop Gordon now, but Gordon will not be stopped because he's deranged. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. It's, um, I... it's fine. There's like really good fashion for the characters though. I do like that. It's very cartoony in a way I enjoy. So there's stuff. Yeah, the the art you were posting from it looks really cute. Like, I think I'm going to yep. read this, and I, I kind of expected that, like, they're not going to actually, like, progress anything forward, because, like, season no. three will do that. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. You know. Which is, there's, like, some reason, there's some reason that Ivy's, like, very, like, hesitant about this relationship that hasn't come to light yet. Um in a way that's like I'm like this is this is extremely anime filler arc that will be resolved by the time that you season three airs because you have to do season three, right? <laughs> um, um, and then I read. I was like, okay, I I did that, but I don't feel like I had enough Batman in in my life. What do I want to read next? And I ended up just clicking around the DC app. Uh, and they have like story collections sometimes, like, and they're listed how you'd want them in. Like they just 
they combined all of the various comics that make up a story together. And if you, when you finish one, like it'll, if like Batman continues in detective, it'll just load up the next detective. If they're gathered that way automatically, which is incredible. Good. That's all I've ever wanted. Um, but I started reading Batman year zero, which is part of the new 52 stuff. So it's Snyder and Capullo's Batman. It's like after the court of Owl stuff, which started off the, the, the new 52 Batman, it, it goes back to the whole thing with the new 52. I guess we haven't talked about it in, what was that? 2011, 2013, 2011. something. Yeah. That, DC redid their entire line. They're like, we're, we're, we're starting everything from scratch. It's five years into there being the idea of superheroes and we're just going to go and we'll just like make a new continuity. It, it was a failure for a lot of reasons, but it got me into comics. So it's the reason I read superhero comics at all. Um, but, um, when they did the, the first arc of Batman, then they went back to like, a Batman year one, like they call it year zero because year one's taken about like early days. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is a vigilante. This is even before he's Batman yet, but he becomes Batman in the course of this first little arc interacting with like the, 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 the Fal- Don Falcones of the world are starting to be phased out and the Red Hood gang is here. And it's like, there's what there's Red Hood one who is like the traditional Red Hood of like the glass dome helmet who, you know, it's implied to be the Joker. Um, but he's also like, recruiting people through blackmail he's like joker's favoring a bunch of guys to be in the red hood gang from like if he needs if he needs a scientist he'll go and blackmail a scientist into being red hood 47 if he needs like a security guard that guy is red hood 106 um and they all get the hoods and they don't know who each other are and like creating sleeper cells into the super gang and hell yeah uh, and and Bruce Wayne, the vigilante who's going around in his like funny masks because he doesn't have a suit yet. He just wears disguises. Um, and everyone in the everyone in Gotham thinks Bruce Wayne's dead because he hasn't revealed himself. Like he went away to go ninja train and he's back, but he hasn't told anyone. It's very like Arrow season one. Um, okay. And it's just, re- it's just like, it's like very, dis- it's not like the greatest comic in the world, but it's like fun. It reads really fast. I'm just having a good time with it. The Red Hood stuff is like really interesting. It's pivoting into like the, uh, the, like after the Red Hood stuff has been mostly dealt with. Uh, now the, the emergence of the Riddler is happening like the same time Batman is like a character that is, that exists. And the way they do Batman is that there's like a year zero redesign that's not quite the new 52 costume. It's closer. It's got the, he's got the purple gloves and like, the, the mm. belt like like the uh like the original like 30s run of batman and it's just cool it's it's, it's neat it's I, i'm having a good time with it yeah i've only read the court of owls stuff from snyder um and obviously the stuff from before new 52 uh that mm-hmm. we talked about um so i haven't read i haven't read that at all it sounds good yeah i'm having a good time it's like i said not gonna blow anyone's socks off but uh it's not bad i'm glad that they're not just doing like year one yes you know um i think it would be very easy to just like redo that story uh i'm glad it sounds like they're not just doing that <laughs> there's a lot of stuff of alfred being like really mad that like when bruce is just being a vigilante it's like alfred is doing a lot of pushback on the idea that like this isn't enough like all you're doing is like lashing out and it's not helpful like you can't just go beat up guys in a funny mask you need to like if you're not structurally like helping things by being bruce wayne at the same time you're being like a vigilante uh then all you're doing is getting revenge and like pushing him to be bruce wayne and ultimately pushing him to be batman because batman's bigger than just a guy who beats people up right Um, and that stuff's really good making alfred like heat all that decision is is nice i like that a lot Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess that takes us to our episode today. Uh, we are, we watched Heart of Ice, the 14th episode of Batman the Animated Series, written by Paul Dini, directed by Bruce Tim. 
This is the famous episode of Batman the Animated Series. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason the show is a hit in the way that it is. Yes. It's uh it, it was it was huge. It redefined this character single handedly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and also, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, it's just a great piece of animation. Should I? I guess I should do the five. Yeah, let's summary. do your summary. Okay, um, I'm gonna take a little sip of my coffee and collect my thoughts here. Listeners, I have a little bit of a head cold, so this is gonna be like I'm playing this on hard mode today. Um, uh, Victor Freeze is going around stealing a bunch of stuff from goth corp which is you know your typical um cartoon evil corporation that just seems to have a bunch of science shit laying around um um batman um is doing some detective work and realizes that um the parts that Victor is stealing might not be so consequential, but put together, they could make a huge freeze gun that could, say, freeze a building um, and kill a bunch of people. Um, Batman attempts to stop Victor Freeze um, by, like, pinning down, like, this is the last part he needs, and it's only at this one Goth Corp um, location... Um, so he attempts to stop Victor Freeze, um, but Freeze gets away, and Batman decides to, like, save one of Freeze's henchmen's life rather than chase down Freeze. Um, after saving that guy's life, he, um, you know, goes to a Gothcorp office building and tries again to stop Freeze and sees a videotape of, like, um... Freeze was a scientist at Gothcorp who was trying to save his wife, Nora, um, when the CEO of Gothcorp, whose name is escaping me, um, like, comes in and shuts it down because Freeze is wasting all his money. Um, and in doing so, he believes that he has killed Victor Freeze. Victor Freeze actually um, just becomes, like, a weird blue guy who can only, like, live at sub-zero temperatures. Um... Batman finishes watching the tape, and, um, Batman finishes watching the tape, and, uh, Mr. Freeze, like, comes up behind him and, like, shoots him with his freeze gun and, uh, goes to, like, you know, kill the CEO of Gothcorp and kill everybody at this big fancy party, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't love humanity anymore, um, but Batman, like, escapes, uh, Freeze's, like, you know, freezing his legs shut and um, escapes and beats him up and hits him in the face with a can of chicken noodle soup that uh, Alfred gave him earlier and the day is saved. A little bit of a rambly sentence five there. (laughs) I would say extremely, but you know what? You're doing all right. You're not feeling great today. I'm not going to hold it against you. (laughs) So here, uh, the the way this episode looks, I just want to talk about this for a second. Like, famously, Spectrum made this. Uh, they did On Leather Wings. Uh, they do a couple more episodes. They, they work on Mask of the Phantasm. They go under in the course of doing this show. Um, and partially the reason cited 
even by Bruce Tim is that they just overdid everything they were asked to do. Um, they just were, they just animate the shit out of anything. You, you're like, oh, please do this. And they, they just go nuts. This episode is the nicest episode we've seen since on Leather Wings. Yes, by far. Um, and it's not just like the famous one is like they hand airbrush the like the reflection sheen on every cell of Mr. Freeze, like that, that like white, like, like spray like someone had to go in and do that by hand like that's that's hard work Mm -hmm. (laughs) um the way is how and i don't think his helmet's ever animated that way again in this show because it's just too much work um but like there's a shot early on where like batman's at the back computer and it we're it's just anime we're just an anime at this point like (laughs) there's something about the like christmas and the color choices in this episode that is the most like there's like a joke in anime called, it's not even a joke. People just pick this up unironically, but there, there's this idea of something called Sakuga, which is like when a show that is generally like whatever, like whatever quality it's at has a sequence that's like incredibly well animated. Like one animator just was like, I'm going to grind this out and go nuts and do like the cool, best job I can. Or maybe it's like they saved all their money for a big fight scene and the fight's like really impressive. Um, you refer to that as Sakuga. Um, this episode of Batman is Sakuga. This is Sakuga Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's all over this episode. The, like, the moment that really just fucking hit me is, um, when Batman takes this, um, just random henchman back to the Batcave, throws him in the back to tank, and then there's, like... Oh, and there, yes, there's, like, this huge, like, bubble, like, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah, and, like, spins up the, like, um, Victor Frankenstein machines that, like, mm-hmm. you know, are sparking and spinning and, like... Yes. Uh, you know, and that's how he operates this like back to tank. It's so good and so much. <laughs> There's um, I'm gonna send you the screenshot. There's this one. Sh- the the Batman at the back computer is so it like evokes Batman yeah. Beyond. Like it's so confident and years beyond where the show is right now in terms of like visual identity. Yes, um, yes. No, it's I just really th- cool. I literally thought of like, oh, this is like. Like, I thought of Batman Beyond. I was like, oh, this is literally, like, they do this episode, and, like, this is going to be the direction of the whole, like, franchise, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. Justice League is this, um, Batman Beyond is this, um, it's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's an incredible bit, even, there's, like, a really good, there's, like, a couple good, like, Batmobile shots. There's one incredible shot of Mr. Freeze needs to get to the second floor of a place, so he, like, kicks down a fire hydrant, and then, like fires his freeze gun into the spray of the like fi- the water main and it like creates a pillar of ice that he rides up into the, the second floor of this building incredible yeah it's I, so um, good <laughs> you mentioned the batmobile the like bit as um like batman is chasing them and freeze like freezes the road and um the the batmobile like fishtails is like so good and like i just I cannot imagine having to hand animate, like, a a thing where the perspective is changing so much as, like, a car fishtailing in that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, this, this episode, I, I like, watched it, I'm like, man, this, this show has not looked this good, uh, since episode one, uh, mm-hmm. it's so cool. I, I was just like, man, this show's fucking cool. I feel like we've had a couple episodes where it's kind of, like, trying to find itself, uh, it, it's here. It feels so confident yes. in this episode in a way that's, like, I just like. Um, one thing that's really interesting, the, the evil, uh, philanthropist guy is voiced by Mark Hamill, uh, mm. Ferris Boyle. Um, this is his first role in this show because they do, they did the voice casting, or whatever. Um, 
he's doing like a Phil Hartman voice, basically. Like, yeah. Um, and like that's literally what he was doing because Phil Hartman was already um dead at this point. Like this was a um an homage to him. Um, and he originally was going to be uh he wanted to be a villain, but they and they were going to make him Mister Freeze, but then they cast uh the guy they got from Mister Freeze, uh Michael Ansara, and. Uh, they liked Mark enough that when Tim Curry dropped out as the Joker was fired, again, no one's quite sure. There's multiple conflicting stories on that. They're like, oh, Mark's great. Let's get Mark to be the Joker uh, and crushed it. Became famous, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really weird to hear random Mark Hamill voice. And you can tell it's Mark Hamill. It sounds like Mark Hamill. Um, it's, yeah, it's I didn't funny. notice it. But as, uh, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, my God, that was Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's good. Uh, some fun things in this episode. There's one shot, uh, famously where Batman is like, does like, he's like leaping off something. He like lands and his, uh, his bat symbol is inverted. It's like, instead of the, the yellow symbol, no, instead of the mm-hmm. black symbol on yellow, it's the, it's a yellow symbol on black, which is a deliberate flub because it's a reference to the Fleischer Superman cartoons where sometimes the Superman S would be inverted as a mistake. Um, this is a deliberate, <laughs> like, signpost of like this is what we're building on we're, we're doing this particular thing as like a nod if you're an animation nerd like me and understand that yeah totally um that went over my head absolutely uh, <laughs> um I should I should watch those Superman Fleischer cartoons. I've never seen. They're those. good. They're not. They're not that many of them. And you know they're from an era, so they're racist, but they're good. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's just what you expect. <laughs> you yeah, know? the animation's incredible. You'll immediately be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is." They were they aren't even hiding their influences in terms of like what Batman is. Uh, it's just this. Uh, they're, they're they're very solid, and I think they're all public domain, so you can get them very easily online. I think they're just online. Um, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. I was like literally this week. I had like subscribed to HBO Max because it was on sale. Yes. Um, yeah, and it gave me an excuse to delete all the Batman off my hard drive, so I could just yeah. Um, Free up some space. Um, I I'm not I'm not I'm not here to tell people to spend money. I think HBO Max is a really cool service. I just do. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I am. Um, um, I've been really now surprised you can watch by Titans. it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been really surprised. It feels like you know, um, back in the day when like Netflix had stuff that Netflix didn't make. Like there's just mm-hmm. like real movies on here yeah. in addition yes. to like you know original yeah. streaming service content it's great yeah they had they had uh they're doing cry macho because that's a warner brothers movie that came out like because they have that thing where the warner brothers movies hit theaters and hbo at the same time and because of that they had like a clint eastwood retrospective where they had a bunch of old movies that he directed and starred in like like a like a good like 20 movie slate it's like this is what a service should be <laughs> yeah um anyway yeah i, I just yeah. mentioned it because um i was gonna see if the Superman Fleischer stuff was on here, but it doesn't. No, even I, th- I think it it's like... just. I think it's just available online. So nice. Um, um but yeah, no. Uh, so th- th- the other thing, the other really goofy thing about this episode, the the videotape of Mister Freeze doing Doctor Victor Freeze like goes to Freeze's wife or whatever. He's like filming himself, and he mm-hmm. must have a cameraman because there's like camera pans and like camera cuts, but uh-huh. it's filmed like security footage, and also there's like. <laughs> shot reverse shot cutaways to like people having conversations and Uh like as the police barge in and start searching the room no one like references the camera it just films it like it's an episode yeah with like the the, like cuts every time there's a cut there's like a little static of like a videotape 
being spliced together. It's so goofy. <laughs> My favorite part here is that, um, so, um, like, in the episode, in, like, most of the episode, when you hear Freeze, he's got, you know, this sort of, like, He's in, like, his Darth Vader suit, and so he's yes. got, like, this sort of post-processed voice. And oh, then it's see, incredible. It's so see, good. It's so good. And you see the videotape of him, and he's talking normal, and you're like, okay, that's what he sounds like. And then my favorite part is at the end, when he's in Arkham Asylum and he's not in the suit because they just have him in a freezer. Um mm-hmm. He still has the post-processed voice. <laughs> like They still treat his voice as if he was in the Darth Vader suit. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Um, I guess when you get, like, frozen to death, um, your voice just gets all fucked up and weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, the part where when Batman breaks the helmet, the voice is even more, like, he's just, it's awful. It's like this horrible, mechanical, like, wounded animal noise. It is yes. so good. Yes. Um, I forgot that, like, Batman, like, breaks his fucking helmet. Like, Batman's ready to kill this guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... The other thing that's super funny is that as I'm watching it, I was thinking about, like, okay, so really, Batman, you're going to, like, stop Victor Freeze, but you're not going to do anything about this um, philanthropist guy? Because, like, I've seen all these episodes, I don't always remember shit, so, like, oh, he's not going to do anything about this fucking millionaire asshole. And the way that he just, like, sidles up to uh, Summer Gleason at this party and is like, here's the evidence that, uh, (laughs) uh... Whatever his name is, Boyle is corrupt. Uh, yes. So fucking funny. <laughs> he just yes. like hands her a videotape. <laughs> Summer Gleason getting to be like, because it opens with Summer Gleason doing reporting also. And this, it's weird because like this episode has like a TV news report and the Mr. Freeze footage, which are both in black and white, but different types of black and white in the episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, like, Batman in the Batcave has these, like, huge, elaborate computer monitors that, like, we've been talking about, and also apparently just watches his news on a black-and-white t- TV yes. in the 90s. Yes. There's a, a, God, in Batman Year Zero, like, where they're building the Batcave, there's a bit where Alfred comes down, and he's like, isn't the screen a little much? And uh, Bruce is, like, hunched over, like, Batman doesn't do subtle. It's very funny. <laughs> I love the huge back computer screen. It is unreasonable. There's no reason for him to have a screen like this, but it is very cool. I remember, um, I remember as a kid having some like picture book about Batman. It might've been based on the show. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the enduring, like Batman image to me is from this like picture book of like huge computer monitor. There's the dinosaur. There's the giant penny. There's like the whole array of like, you know, his outfit and Robin's outfit and Batgirl's outfit. Um, like, Batman does not do subtle. Like, this is what the Batcave is, this is what the Batman... This is what the Batcave always should be. Um, Yeah, that's fair. I don't necessarily disagree, it's just very funny. Um, Oh, yeah, no. I just... (laughs) Because, like, Batman's a character that I think of as, like, all of his, like, actions are about restraint. Like, they're theatrical and they're big, but they are about... Like, his whole point is that he's, he's the guy who fights crime, doesn't kill, blah, blah, blah. Like, he could pick up a gun, but he won't. Uh, he's mm-hmm. better than that. But also, he's got a huge computer and every piece of technology is shaped like a bat, and he's like this. He's the fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, like, I know that he's not going to kill people. I don't think criminals always know that he's not going to just kill them. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is um, part of the theatrics, you know. Yes. There is a Bruce Wayne goes and meets with um what's this guy's name? Can't remember Boyle, Boyle. right? He meets with Boyle. He's wearing a hat. He has a hat with him. Like he puts it on as he leaves. It's it's <laughs> such a weird look for me cuz like while Gotham of this show is a place where people wear hats, Bruce Wayne is, I don't think he ever wears a hat again. I don't think of hats as like a Bruce Wayne affectation. That's like when he's going undercover, he'll wear a hat. And I, yeah, and he also beard. does his Agent 47 shit here. Um, yes. <laughs> where he like shows up and is just like, I'm your relief. And this guy is like, a hello person I've never met in my life before. You must be my relief. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love that shit. If someone showed up at the coffee shop I work at and was like, I work here, I have a green apron on, I'd be like, fuck you, no you don't. <laughs> this guy who's in charge of security is like, okay, yeah, sure. That's why That's why you're the boss. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot to say about Freeze's whole, like, motivation. The stuff with Nora Freeze is good. Um... Yeah. Other versions of this will complicate this character, but just giving him, like, a good tragic backstory, he wants to save his wife, and he can't. He, like, this episode purports that she has died. We find out later that isn't true. I don't know if we find out in the show or if that's just in the movie, but... Yeah, I don't know. Her, 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 like, sarcophagus was preserved and is is elsewhere, and he'll eventually get a hold of it or whatever, Mm because there's a whole movie about this. Um... (laughs) Which I don't remember being, like, a great movie. It's more of, like, a Nightwing Batgirl movie, but it's fine. Yeah, I remember um, shortly after I watched Mask of the Phantasm. Um, oh, yeah, that's the worst. That's when I watched it, too, the first time, and that's a bad time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, damn, this is so good. Oh, there's another movie based on this show? Let me go watch that. And I was just like, yeah, so it's fine. It's not Mask of yep. the Phantasm. <laughs> it's not Mask of the Phantasm. It really isn't. Um, Which... Is also the most ridiculous standard to hold anything to. <laughs> yes. Yes. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> God, do you remember Mr. Freeze and Batman Beyond? Um a little bit. A little bit. I remember that like that show goes real hard on the body horror stuff all the time. Yes. And like I remember that Freeze goes into the body horror stuff too, but I don't actually remember. Yeah. In Batman Beyond, I'm just gonna show you this. God, this image is the most Mike Manuel shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh here you go. That's Mr. Freeze now, fifty years in the future. Fuck yes. He's just Fuck a head in a yes. jar. <laughs> That's the other thing, um, that, I think like, I think he literally gets like a little spider mech that he walks around in in this episode. Um, th- that's the other thing that like I think we've touched on a little bit is that um, you know, like Freeze before this is just like some '60s chump character. He's basically yeah. just Captain Cold. Nothing. Yeah. Um, they like give him the tragic sa- tragic backstory, and they also have Mike Mignola do his design for the show. It's so good. I fucking love Mike Mignola so much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's, um, it's just, it's just, like, he, he looks cool. He's got this, like, you know, classic robot look, um, with this, like, very human backstory, and it's just cool in a way that, like, a lot of this show, it's different. It's, like, not that this show's uncool, but Mr. Freeze's, this design is cool in a different way than this show usually is. Yeah. Um, and I just like it a lot. It's very, it's, it's very different, um... I, I don't but even yeah. think they go back to Mr. Freeze that often. I think he's in maybe a handful of episodes. He's just, like, partially because he's not, like, villainous. In this, he's not hanging out with the Penguin, right? Like, mm. hatching schemes. Partially because, like, he's a big robot man with super strength. There's not a, like, you know, um, he's he's a bigger deal to me. Because of the show, he's a bigger deal. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and like we're, we're we'll get um feet of clay soon. Where like Clayface is like not a big deal, and this show makes him a big deal. Not mm-hmm. really, but like more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think of Clayface is like. At this point, like, a, a central character, you can kind of get to do anything. Sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes he's a tweener. Like, he just kind of yeah. exists in a spectrum of, like, sometimes you need a guy who can just turn into stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one cares about Plastic Man and the Elongated Man. Fuck those guys. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know that I have a ton else about this. No, no. But, um, good episode. You're going to watch one episode of this show... I think I'd still say on Leather Wings, but this is a strong number two so far, so... Yeah. Um, there might be, like, funnier answers later. Like, I might say, like, you should watch the Ra's al Ghul stuff, like, later. Yeah. But, like, for what we've seen so far, this is by far yeah. the best episode. Yeah, when we think of, like, quintessential episodes of this show, I think these, I think this one and uh, on Leather Wings are, like, the first of, of mm. you know, these, those are the ones that go in the pantheon of best Batman Damon series episodes when we are all said and done. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anything else we've covered hangs in the same way yet. So, even Two-Face, yeah. which is, like, really good, but it's not like this. Yeah. Um, Next time, oh right, we are watching Batman Returns. Yeah, which um, you've not seen, right? I have never seen Batman Returns. I have. That's seen... gonna be fucking wild. <laughs> I've seen like maybe a two minute clip in a film class um, five years ago or something like that, and I I'm have really seen... excited to talk about how weird Batman Returns is. <laughs> I saw the. Um... Uh, 60 FPS footage that Important of True talked about, where there's, like, <laughs> random hideous 60 frames a second footage from Batman Returns out there online. Um, but yeah, I've never seen it. Um, our next episode of the animated series would be The Cat and the Claw, so we should just go watch Batman Returns. Yeah, you can find out why the penguin looks like that. I can find out why the penguin looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, good, I, I like that movie. That is the, that is the first movie as a child where like the marketing hit and it was like, I was excited to go see a new movie. I had a ton of Batman returns merch. Uh, Batmania two happened and it was Batman returns. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cover that next week. Uh, I guess it's time for plugs. Autumn. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee, all my other podcasts, export odd.io. That's also, the patreon um so i've got links to stuff there or you can just you know give us a dollar a month and get um the patreon feed which has like most everything we do going up a week early we got this podcast going up a week early um bag end a week early hot singles a week early yeah um give us money on patreon yeah, uh, you. Oh, I do want to say if you want to send in emails uh, about where we're at so far up to, you know, Batman Returns, including Batman Returns, you can send them to uh, what, what's your email? I never remember. Export audio podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yeah, export a- audio podcast at gmail.com. Send us questions about Batman Returns. Send us questions about Heart of Ice. Send us questions about, you know, anything, anything we've yeah. done so far. Yeah. Um, People have been very good about like. Especially in the the abnormal mapping Discord, if you just go to abnormalmapping.com, you'll find a link. Uh, we're often just talking about Batman shit 
like comics wise because <laughs> it, it's turned out in doing an episode doing a show about the cartoon what actually everyone wants to talk about is their favorite batman comic which i'm fine with i love it yeah I'm, I'm, i eat it up every time so yeah i i really enjoy it i don't always participate because i haven't had much time for reading comics lately but like yeah i i'm always if you're posting about batman in the discord i promise you i see it and i not approvingly much like batman yeah. might like look down on you from a rooftop <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Batman would be grimacing if he looks down on you from a rooftop, but I guess just that one episode where he gave that guy a thumbs up. So yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that's you. Your thumbs up, Batman. I'm grimace, Batman. Ah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You support all of my. Or you can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. You can support us on Patreon patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. We have an episode of Voip Life coming out in like a week and a half depending on which version of this you're listening to uh that had autumn on we talked about naruto and a bunch of other things it's good um Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't say like pay ten dollars just listen to that unless you really want to but hey pay ten dollars just listen to that voip life's really good it's a podcast i'm constantly very proud of it's just hard to pitch it's just a bunch of bullshit (laughs) yeah i Um, like it's one of my favorite podcasts and it was a delight to be on so um other than that you can find this podcast of course export odd.io slash batman uh new episodes come out every monday uh if you are not subscribed to the export audio patreon you can get them a week later um same episodes just you know you gotta wait a week uh so that's it uh thank you everyone for your support and your interest tell your friends to listen to the show if they have not uh enjoy all of the batman in your life that's it batman